Welcome to the Buddha Belly Life Podcast, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome, a mind-body-soul approach to life, starting with your gut. Join me, Coach Britt, as I interview top wellness entrepreneurs and microbiome science geeks, and together we mastermind a bucket list kind of life while building the ultimate vessel to live it in. Welcome to your Buddha Belly Life. Don't forget to take notes. What does it look like to get where you want to go? Okay. I have no diet. I only have a lifestyle. So I've gotten rid of this idea that I have to eat a certain way. I want to eat a certain way. I can have pizza right now. I can have beer if I want, and I won't have symptoms. I've tested that. Okay. And I've built my shield. That's why I call my program shield. I've built my body's natural defenses to handle a little poison called alcohol and pizza. Okay. I never have it. I never have it. And the reason I never have it is because I don't want it. I've actually eliminated the connection, the community connection of, hey, it's Friday night. I want to drink with you and party and connect. I don't, I've, I don't need that anymore. Hey, it's Friday night. I want to go have pizza with you and play games. I don't need that anymore. Now that takes time. So I have a lifestyle that makes me both happy and healthy. Write that down, guys. You have to be happy and healthy for long-term success. If you're missing one, you're going to fail. Okay. Um, I have a lifestyle that makes me happy and healthy and I can do whatever I want. Everyone who's sick, they can't, they have to be on their diet and they can't eat certain things. So long-term, maybe you want to test that and build that. That's why in my program, I allow people to do celebration meals. They have to build it. They have to get smart about it and they have to assess the risk and then try in a, in a, in a smart way, you know, but if they get no symptoms, when they go celebrate, what happens to their trauma? What happens to their feeling of not being normal? Whatever happens to their idea that they're a sick person? And then all of a sudden I go, well, do you need it? No, it wasn't even that great. I didn't even feel that great. Do you want it? Not really. I think I'm good. Wow, you just broke a cycle. I had a client yesterday, one of the extremely sick men, 48-year-old man in Canada. He's been working with me for about five months. Primary sclerosis and clangiitis, two blood clots, diabetes issues, and ulcerative colitis. Okay, like bad, bad stuff going on. He has been eating gluten his entire life. And one of the reasons is because he loves going to sports games. He's a big hockey fan. And, he, and, he, and his neighbors always come over for the games and they always bring a six pack. And they always bring pizza and, and Cheetos and nachos and all this stuff, right? And he could not break his eating habits because it was so infused with his kids, with his wife, and with his neighbors and everyone, that that sad American diet was so infused in his life, could not get rid of it. We kept chipping away at it and chipping away at it. He knew he wasn't supposed to have it, but it was so emotionally connected. He kept celebrating and kept paying for it because when he had gluten, we're pretty sure he's like predisposed celiac, very bad reactions with gluten. Okay, mm-hmm. and he he comes to me. And this is to, during our group coaching session yesterday. He's in our group coaching model and. He goes, he goes, yeah, it's kind of crazy. My, uh, my neighbor is no longer drinking alcohol and my neighbor's trying to be gluten-free and he just started working out. And I said, well, why is your neighbor, why is your neighbor doing all that after never doing it? They go, well, they actually saw how much weight he was a little overweight. They saw how much weight I was losing and how good I was feeling. And, um, they kind of got inspired to do what I'm doing. Do you see what just happened? And this is brilliant guys. Everyone around people like us have had empathy for us. Oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. I'm so sorry you have to live that way. Pure empathy. And we're going, yeah, it's okay. You know, I've got, I've got Crohn's. I got, uh, you know, I got lupus. I got, I have, uh, you know, Shorgans. I have whatever. 
rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, I just have to eat this way and, you know, it's just my life. It's okay. And it's pure empathy, empathy and isolation. And that weighs on us. His normal neighbor just got inspired to live like him. What do you think that did for him and his feeling that he is no longer trying to chase normal? He is now ahead of the curb. Absolutely. We want to feel like we we got in Bitcoin in 2011. Mm-hmm. We want to feel like we we are uh, we are on the hot streak. We are doing the it thing. You want to you want to feel sexy. You want to have good skin. You want to feel vibrant. You want to stand up on a surfboard when you're seven years old. You want to have mental clarity. You want to shine at work. You want to make double. Do functional medicine. You want to be a great parent. Do functional medicine. You want to be pretty. You want to have perfect skin and not have to spend a zillion dollars on all that skin stuff. Do functional medicine. You want to get big muscles and get ripped, do functional medicine. No matter what you want in life, this helps. It's not about Crohn's and colitis or autoimmune. That was the catalyst for you becoming your greatest self. Skip normal, be great. Skip normal, be great. And that is what this guy showed his neighbor. And now his neighbor wants to be like him. Totally. Well, and I think what you're saying too, Dane, just, there's a lot of people that listen to this too. Um, there's a lot of coaches and professionals and, and individuals in general because of gut health. So there's people yeah. that may have nothing to do with specifically Crohn's and colitis conditions, yeah. but this, you can take all this and you can literally, it pertains to absolutely everything. It pertains to everything. mental health and depression. It pertains to, you know, all those things, that every, every single condition I could possibly think of, especially yeah. the rampant autoimmune epidemic yes. right now everyone's got at least one to five right um that that's what it takes it's you can actually be sometimes the junk that's given to us is what saves us later on i always say to people like what if this was your fire alarm and it saved you from what would have been something way worse down the line and now instead of being in that position you are living your best life like you are you know do you ever yeah. Do you ever feel pressure and stuff now? Like, so, so being a leader, this is, this is, I mean, this is something that I always ask people who do things like we do. Do you, mm-hmm. what's it like being a leader with the pressure of knowing that life, your health won't always be optimal all the time and yet yeah. you will still be a leader. How do you have a moment of time when you're not okay? Maybe it's mentally, maybe it's, you know, some depression, postpartum depression or my relationship, or maybe it's a flare up or something like how do we not give up and feel like we can't do what we're doing anymore and still do this even when we're not in our best days short answer everyone out there listener the short answer because everyone out everyone out there listening to this you're going to connect with this because we are quote-unquote triathlon runners Mm -hmm. we seek it the reason why you are overwhelmed and i get overwhelmed is because we're seeking it we could keep our businesses nice and small and stop trying to grow we're not we're crazy we're literally putting the stress on ourselves in a lot of ways. So how do you, when you when you want when you are a leader, you are asking for stress. You are asking for adversity. You are asking to chop down that and go through that journey. But that's where the that's where the flavor is. That's where the feelings are. That's where the growth is. That's where we feel most alive. I I I do have to ask myself this and let me be real. I'm not perfect. I know this sounds like a rah, rah, rah speech and everything sounds great. I am not perfect. And I have doubts and worries and fears and angers. And sometimes I wake up and go, why am I killing myself building this, building this company? Sometimes I take clients at seven in the morning till 7 PM. And then I got father duty. 
There is sometimes zero time to even eat. Today, it's two o'clock. I've had a shake. I haven't even eaten. Is that healthy? Nope. That's real talk. I'll tell you right now what's wrong with me. Sometimes I push too hard in my business and I push, I get too stressed and I get too overwhelmed and then I kind of break and I have to take a few days off and reset. And then you know what I do? I wind up again and I get so excited that I push myself till I get overwhelmed again. I completely I relate to everything you're saying right now. <laughs> I am not good at balance yet. And I'm working on that. And when I, and I rarely turn a client away, I, I, you know, when you deal with health, I literally get emails, hundreds of emails every day of people with extreme issues. That's a lot of energy that I have to be balanced. I have to have such good energy with me that I can give my energy to those extreme cases. So if I have a bad, I can't afford to have a bad, if I have a bad day and I've got five clients who are having reactions and blood and pain and cramping, and one of them's got a doctor saying this and the other. I've got to be really stable. So all of my energy goes into my family and my business. And COVID helped me kind of get into that gear because I wasn't leaving the house anymore. So I was like, great, here we go. Here's, here's an 80 hour work week. Yeah. Right. So to all my leaders out there, to all of you who are thinking big, at a certain point, we have to check our ego. You got to understand how much of this is ego and how much of this is impact. And I got to ask myself that too. So I'm talking to myself as I'm saying this to you. Um, how much money is enough? What do you really need to make? Because there's, there's making more and there's spending less and they're both equally valuable. And you know, what's easier spending less is so much easier than making more because when you make more, you're also selling more of your time and more of your energy and more of your accountability and what you have to do, which takes you away from your presence and your family and a lot of things that make your spirit happy because your spirit doesn't give two cents. How many commas are on your, at the, are, are, are on your paycheck? Your spirit wants love and community and, and, and sunshine and out being outdoor and, and you've got to battle that. So if you're someone who's saying, you know what, I don't need to make a lot. I don't need to be a leader. I want to have this impact over here and I want to be balanced with my life. Great. You got it because asking for less allows you to actually, I find, get more spiritual nourishment quicker. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I look at people who just, who just, you know, set the bar lower and I almost am like, man, that's smart. <laughs> Especially if you've been sick. That's smart. Like that's not dumb. That's smart in a lot of ways because it's happiness. Like people want to eat. The ego wants to talk about like, I think legacy is pure ego. We're all dust in the wind. Eventually I'm not pessimistic and I definitely believe in God, but like your legacy really is, is your spirit's leg, like how your spirit feels and how your family feels. And you're going to sell that for a bunch of strangers. Check it. There's some ego involved in our ideas of what we're going to do in this world. Mm-hmm. So like, you're going to say that you care more about what's going on with these strangers than what's going on with your mother or your father or your son. So that's me talking against myself. I'm talking against me there, guys. So this is real and raw. Like Those are soul checks that we have to do constantly. Yeah, that's real stuff that I need to look at and I need to deal with. And I need to not just deal with, I need to, it's finding balance. And that's the beauty of life. Those are feelings inside of me or you. And it's not about figuring it out. It's about finding balance and peace and then going down the journey and something else is going to go. But if you're seeking perfection, you're not, you're not understanding what life is. Life is a journey. And if you get perfection, it'll be the worst thing that ever happened to you because you'll be numb. You'll be numb. Okay. You, you want the journey. You want something to push against and you're not going to grow unless you have adversity to sharpen against, right? You're, you're not going to get a sharp up, knife. Go ahead. Yeah. When you, when you brought up the, um, you know, like the, the wealthy kid, and this isn't of any, 
I'm not ripping generic. on anyone for what not they generic. Yeah. grew up in, right? But I've always found that really interesting. I grew up very pretty low income. I grew yeah. up, you know, I had a lot of adversity. Uh, yeah. In, subjectively. Um, yeah. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And so I look at people that are like, oh, this person's so lucky they never had to work for anything. Their parents are loaded and all this stuff. And I'm like, yuck. Like I, yeah. the best part of my life isn't just, it wasn't really the adversity. It's what came from the adversity. I saw that I could achieve things that most people don't. Not because they can't, but because they doesn't choose to. You know, I was able to build a business from scratch out of nothing to a decent, a great level and support my kids as a single mom when I needed to. Like that was like such power to me that I'm like, I couldn't do that had I been handicapped. You know, so I almost pity people who have not had a lot of adversity because then they have to deal with that later and kind of find their sole purpose. I think maybe they have to look a little harder to find some of that because those of us who have been on our face in the mud know how good, how much work it took to get out of the mud and then how good it felt to stand up. So then when we see somebody else in the mud, we're like, we want to go help them. And in return, we get just this value to our life that some people just may not have tapped into yet. Yep. And well, I will say this. I don't think, I don't think, um, I would never pity someone who was born with a silver spoon. Like there are some nice qualities of like, Hey dad, let's go to Australia, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. there's some qualities there. I was just born straight middle, middle income. We weren't rich, we weren't poor, but we could pay for things. And that was that. And, um, but I will, I will say this. I know a girl whose parents are a billionaire with a B, not an M, a B. And she works at SeaWorld. Hmm. She works at SeaWorld. She drives us $20,000 car. She just and her parents are billionaires. You can choose the life. You don't you listen. You can, you can choose whatever you want. And I think when we're talking about money and health, like money is a kind of energy. And so is in, in, in currency that you can change with. And so is the energy within you. Like if this conversation, if, the, if this is touching you and you would say, man, I would have paid $10 for that conversation. That's because there's, it's doing something for your energy and your clarity. That is worth, that is a currency. And you're changing that for a different currency. You know, money is only one type of currency and it's not even the most valuable energy is. And in like, whether it's like you want to create wealth in your health or I'll repeat, really what you want to do is create wealth in your health, passive, positive energy that pays you every single day, dividends, your house, your, your, the people you hang out with, your partner, uh, your lifestyles and your vices, how you eat and how you, and how you feel. Um, how you take time for yourself. I know so many of you guys who are working so hard to make, take money and you do, you literally sacrifice every moment of your mornings without doing a little bit of reading or meditation or going for a walk or just be present. You're going straight into work. I know other people who literally can't get to work and it's 1 PM and you're still watching Netflix. Balance, find balance and listen to yourself on what you want. There is no right way. There's your way. And the sooner you become CEO of your health, of your energy, of your happiness, you can start looking at it and saying, what do I want and communicate that? But there's always going to be something to, there's always going to be something to want and something to see because that is life. That is life. Thanks for joining us in this week's Buddha Belly Life podcast. For more episodes, coaching resources, and gut programs, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. Don't forget to put us in your schedule for next week. And remember, keep showing up and enjoy the journey.